And now, from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting across the multiverse, from the heights of Hlidskjalf to the depths of Niflheim, from the MCU to the DCU, from the slopes of Mount Olympus and beyond, you are tuned to the immortal sounds of Radio Free Asgard. And hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 305. We're the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin and a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. And we're coming at you, as always, from beautiful Chicago, Illinois. So, is everybody excited for Black Panther? Yeah, I'm kind of excited about it. You know, so we haven't seen it yet, and I'm hoping that we see it sometime in the next couple of weeks. And uh, hearing good things about it from all over the internet, including from people on uh, my Facebook page and, and, and the Radio Free Asgard Facebook page. And incidentally, if you want to join the Radio Free Asgard Facebook page, you can sign up. Just go to Facebook, look for Radio Free Asgard there, because what else would you look for? And you will find us. So come uh, join the fun over there. Uh, always something going on. Maybe not much, but anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> big warm welcome along to all of you out there. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to Black Panther. And uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll probably do a, like a mini review or something once once we've seen it and get some kind of an idea of... Uh, you know, what we think of it. Um, and of course, feel free to email the show. The email address is radiofreeasgard at gmail.com. All right. So we don't have a lot to talk about here at the top of the show. It's uh, having a little bit of a warm snap here in Chicago. And that makes me want to talk about Ragnarok. Yeah, um, because we're talking about Ragnarok anyway, whether we like it or not. So we're going to be talking about issue number eight of the Walt Simonson series Ragnarok. And we'll be doing that right after this music. So, as promised this week, we're looking at Ragnarok number eight from IDW, and this was written and drawn and inked by Walter Simonson. Uh, Laura Martin was the colorist, John Workman was the letterer, Scott Dunbeer was the editor, Neil Uyatake was the production person on this, and the publisher is Ted Adams. For some reason, this issue is dedicated to Jeff Darrow. Um, don't know why he's still alive, but, you know, hey, I guess he's somebody who Simonson admires. In the wake of Ragnarok, Thor Odinson's return to Asgard, his ancestral home, to find the city in ruins and its inhabitants slain. He confronts Regan, a dark elf assassin who wields a cursed sword who can wound even the god of thunder. As the conflict unfolds, Thor kills Drifa, Regan's young daughter. He then invites Regan to stand beside him as a legion of fire starters, burning warriors of Muspelheim, and its lord, Surt, launch a furious attack on Asgard, bent on killing Thor and reducing the ruins of the city and every living thing in it to ashes. 
And we open up with a beautiful splash page here. The title of the story is called The Games of Fire. We have a close-up of Mjolnir being uh, thrown through. Uh, if this were a Marvel comic, they'd be throwing it through the logo, wouldn't they? But it, it's actually going above the, uh, the title of the story. And we see Reagan there and Thor's throwing it. And um, apparently these fire starters are just kind of empty armor. Because he's smashing them with the, the hammer, and there's lightning coming out of the hammer, and they're you know, flying into pieces and all that. But there's no blood or anything, so it's like they're like empty armor or something, and maybe they're just fire inside the armor. I don't really know. Anyway, uh, who knows? And we see the uh, dead body of Drifa um, laying in a pool of shadow or something um, at Thor's feet. The figures in the background, or I should say in the the far the far reaches of the picture are very very sketchy and this is something that uh you know simonson didn't used to do but he doesn't seem to be too afraid of it in this um but anyway it is a very dynamic uh picture there we, we might come back to this at the end um Mjolnir returns to thor's hand and we get a close-up of thor's skull face um you know missing his bottom jaw and of course his eyes are all bunked out because he's his dead eyes and Thor uh, is shouting, snap out of it, Reagan, or you'll be dead before the second wave of fire starters gets here. And there's a big explosion as Thor smashes one of these fire starters with his, his hammer. And we get um, uh, Reagan is shouting at, at Thor as he's attacking these, uh, these beasts. You killed my daughter. Yes, but I'm busy just now. Can we discuss this when I'm through here? Discuss? I am going to bury my sword. In your heart. It was the only way to prove to you that the Lord of the Dead lied to you about his gifts to Drifa. He had no intention of honoring them. And with a name like the Lord of the Dead, just how much immortality do you think he could bestow upon anybody? And while this is going on, Thor is uh, smashing the, uh, the fire starters with his hammer and just taking out just dozens of them, it looks like. And he also has knocked uh, Reagan back so he uh, doesn't uh, attack him from behind. And Reagan has actually joined the fight too, and he's plunging his sword into, um, into these fire starters. Now, what's really interesting about this is that I noticed that uh, when Reagan stabs them, they bleed with big sports of blood. But when Thor bashes them with his hammer, you don't get any blood at all. So that, it's, it's an inconsistency, but, you know, hey, it's comics. Thor is saying, he may have wanted me dead, but I think he expected you and your wife to die instead. With the two of you gone, he could have taken your daughter for himself. The Draugar who are waiting here to kill you confirmed that. I'm not sure he thought about what I would do next. So Thor is actually kind of saying you know, he outsmarted um, the Lord of the Dead. Perhaps he'd hoped I'd be grateful. More likely he has some other consideration in mind. In any case, I intend to visit his fortress... And thank him personally. But you said you had sworn to protect Drifa, says Reagan. And I have. Now she is safe from all harm, beyond his reach. Killing me won't change that. And uh, Reagan kind of thrusts his sword at Thor. Though we're not sure if he's attacking Thor or if he's attacking a, a fire starter. It's not very clear. Drifa is dead. Where's the safety in that, he says. You'd be surprised, says Thor. Get back, you demons! That god is mine! I said, stand aside! 
and he sw- swings his uh, sword and he's smashing you know, the demons. There's just, you know, they just keep coming. There's just like a, a legions of them. And, and between the two of them, they're doing a pretty good job of keeping them back. And Thor says, I doubt if they can hear you. Firestarters whip themselves into a berserker fury for battle. But I don't think it'll matter in any case. They're certs creatures. I'm sure they have orders to destroy everything they find in Asgard and reduce the ruins to ashes. That would be Surt's approach. Your being here is enough to warrant your death. I will still kill you, says Raiden. Fine. Kill me after we've dealt with the fire starters. And we get a close-up here of, of Thor strangling one of these fire starters. And we see one of them has a face, actually. It's not like a armor face. It's just kind of a uh, demon kind of thing. I'll guard your back. You guard mine. We might both stay alive. If that happens... I'll give you a clear shot. And uh, the fire starters are attacking Reagan at this point. And he's like, fools, I'm on your side. Wait, what? But only if you want to take it, says Thor. He's talking about the free shot. Why would I not kill you, says Reagan? My daughter is dead. So you keep saying, says Thor. And Thor explodes a big explosion, big lightninging big boom uh, there's no sound effect which is unusual um and uh, all these uh yeah these fire starters are blowing to bits in front of him and we see for once actually kind of a spatter of blood so okay so i guess they do have blood after all thor looks at reagan and he says uh, have you tried prayer the gods are dead says reagan not all of them says thor and uh, reagan looks uh, thoughtful here for a few panels and we see the uh, fire starters getting closer and closer. Now, here, I'm going to talk about these panels at the end, but um, <laughs> I have to take back something I said last time. And uh, Thor is, is tossing aside the, uh, uh, the dark elf to get at the, uh, the fire starters who are coming. And he says, um, Let me suggest you pay closer attention to the business at hand, or you won't live long enough to offer prayers to anyone, and my back will be exposed. And so the two of them are fighting, and um, the dark elf does kind of a, a kind of a roll. It's kind of a weird, kind of roll somersault thing, and he clicks something. So it's some kind of a weapon that causes an explosion, which destroys some of the um, the fire starters. And he ends up back to back with Thor. Thor says, "Nice, ready." And so the two of them are fighting back to back and the, you know, the fire starters just keep coming. Very disposable sort of villains, aren't they? They're easily dispatched. They don't seem very tough anyway, but there's a lot of them. So I guess that, that matters. How can you be sure I won't stab you in the back, says Reagan. Faith, says Thor. You should try it. I understand it works wonders. And we get a, um, a few pages here where we don't have a lot of dialogue and we have um, you know, Thor wading in, and he's smashing these guys. And we see Reagan, he's fighting them with his sword. And they're both doing pretty well against these things. You see you know, decapitated corpses kind of falling down to the ground. And just uh, piles of this... Um, I don't know if it's armor or if it's, if it's like a, a chitinous uh, exoskeleton kind of thing. Are these guys like bugs? I don't know. They kind of look like they might be bugs. Oh, no, really, no. Anyway, so um, Thor is standing in the middle of a bunch of these guys, and they're still coming. 
And Thor decides he's going to try a little bit of prayer of his own. And he says, uh, Father Odin, remember your son in his hour of need. And he takes uh, Mjolnir and he, th he throws Mjolnir directly upward. And there's a, you know, it's uh, firing out uh, lightning in every direction. And he's just killing a bunch of these things. And Mjolnir goes straight up. And then it gets up pretty high and it takes a, a, a direct right angle. And it's like circling around to come back and, and destroy the rest of these guys. Uh, we get uh, you know, this image of this army facing off against uh, Mjolnir. And Mjolnir lands right in the middle of them. And there's just this huge explosion, this big white fireball of lightning and all this stuff. And it's just blowing them all up. So that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then we meet the bosses. So this is like a giant video game. You beat off the waves of uh, you know, the little guys. And we have literal mountains of these dead bodies just laying here. Um, they're just all these shells and armor and all this stuff laying around. And then we have these three big guys who have joined. So I guess these are you know, mini bosses or, or something. They're bigger than uh, Thor and, and Reagan, and, the, and they're coming across uh, to, to attack them. And Thor says, stand aside, Reagan. The final trinity is beyond you. And the uh, three uh, fire starters, they kind of all, um, they kind of all have their mouths open and like, <laughs> and they start to merge, and they merge into one big uh, demon dude, and so they're all kind of mer merging into each other, and he's got this big old nasty, and he's kind of taking on all of the worst aspects of all three of these things. And um, and it is it is truly large. It's like like a uh, like a fire giant sort of size, and it launches itself at uh, Thor and Reagan, and um, Thor throws Mjolnir at its mouth, and then Mjolnir bounces off its mouth. Looks like it breaks some of the teeth off. And uh, again, we don't have any of these big sound effects. Maybe we'll talk about this at the end. And it tries to crush Thor with its hand. It just smashes down. Thor manages to dodge it. Um, again, there's just kind of this fighting going on and no dialogue. So this is going to be a really short episode. <laughs> Anyhow, there's fighting going on and the big giant tries to smash Thor with its fist and uh, manages to knock Thor down. Uh, uh, Mjolnir is, uh, you know, kind of swooping around and Thor grabs it. And finally, um, Thor gets a, a good shot at this thing and, and he hurls Mjolnir at it. And, and as he's doing that, uh, Reagan comes running up and he's like, Thor! And Thor's like, what? And as soon as he says that, the, uh, Mjolnir impacts the, the head of this giant and the giant's head just explodes. It's like, like in Videodrome, and the guy's head explodes. Um, it, it's, it, that's happening here. But you get a big old fireball, and it's like, splip. There's no, there's no sound effect, but um, yeah. Big fireball, and this giant's head explodes. Giant falls down, uh, breaks into its uh, component uh, parts again, and Thor falls down as well. Uh, like he's exhausted, Reagan goes running up to him. He uh, is looking at, uh, at Thor when he's got his bloody sword, and it looks like he's he's going to strike. He's he's looking down at Thor as Thor is lying on the ground, like weakened. And Thor says, "Back off!" And Reagan's like, "What? 
You said you would give me a clear shot. Get out of the way, says Thor. And he, um, he kind of is reaching towards Rig and he says, Now! And just as he uh, pushes the uh, Dark Elf out of the way, Mjolnir returns to his hand. So if he'd been standing there, Mjolnir would have just smashed him just completely. We have a sound effect. Boom! And uh, Reagan does not miss the, um, the significance of this. So he's like, uh, you, you could have let me die. I offered you a clear shot, says Thor. Don't you want it? And Reagan goes into a rage. He's like, Arr! and he's screaming, and he's like, Arr! and he hacks at Thor. Gets a, he's got his clear shot, and he just swipes his sword right across Thor. It's like whack, and we have to be continued. So this is a short issue. Yeah, the issue is only, you know, like 12 pages. So um, so what did they fill the rest of the issue with? Well, we have some pinups here, um, and it's the, the Walt Simonson Art Gallery. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but uh, what he has done is he's doing this thing kind of like, um, kind of like what they do with the artist editions, like where they show the pencils side by side with the finished pages. And we can get a kind of a good idea of how Simonson works. Now, another good way to find out how Simonson works is to join his uh, uh, Walt Simonson's Facebook page because he actually posts a lot of structure drawings and that kind of thing on his Facebook page. And uh, it's, it's really, really interesting. And, and a lot of these pictures I've actually seen on his Facebook page already. Um, no, it would have been back, you know, a couple of years ago. <laughs> it's a, this, this, uh, this issue, by the way, came out in 2015. So we're, we're just now getting around to it. You know, we have some of the interior pages. We have the, the, the cover for the issue, which shows uh, Thor and Reagan fighting um, uh, kind of not really back to back, but that they're fighting next to each other against this uh, giant horde of, of demon things. And we get the, the cover itself. And uh, Simonson you know, shows the uh, before and after. So, so before it was inked and after it was inked. And uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a really, really beautiful cover. It's always, it's always cool to see the original pencils for something. When, when, when people are, especially, and I do this a lot at shows, you know, like uh, C2E2, which is coming up in a couple of weeks, or you know, it's like a month, month or two. You know, looking at the original art and actually looking at the original pencils. I really, really enjoy doing that. And, uh, and you know, this is kind of the part of the reason why is because you got this here, you know, th this kind of thing. You can see without all the, uh, the finishing and, and all the embellishing what the art actually looked like. And I noticed that uh, Simonson uh, hid his signature very cleverly here in Thor's belt, which I, I did not notice before I actually looked at the... Uh, um, at the original art. We actually have a, uh, the original art for the, um, the original pencils for the splash showing the uh, hammer being thrown from below. And uh, yeah, we've got the, the hammer up close. What really makes this, this page pop is the, uh, the ink. So we'll, we're going to talk about that in a sec. But anyway, so we have a few of these pages here and the, we have the original pencils and then we have the finished pages. So that's kind of what they filled out the rest of the issue with. All right, so... Uh, what did I think about the issue? Well, let's find out about that. But first, I do want to play one of these uh, promos from one of our friends. 
The Lonely Hearts Romance Comics Podcast, in which four guys talk about romance comics and about romances in comics with Siskoid. We're all uh, French Canadians here. Marty! In horror comics, there's often like this little, you know, <laughs> romance tinge, I guess. Okay. Bass. <laughs> we oh, just yeah. turned on him! <laughs> and yours truly, Fern. I'm very aroused. Featuring the overproduced wonder that is Romance Comics Theater every episode. Dan, I knew it couldn't last from the first day you eyeballed me when I reported to work. It wouldn't matter if I washed in laundry soap and came to work in a burlap sack. I'd turn you on. And you have the same effect on me. I... I do? The Lonely Hearts Romance Comics Podcast, available on iTunes. We've had a comic book and we're back. So as you might well imagine, I really, really dug this issue. There's, there's a lot of great stuff going on here. A lot of people say that, that, that Simonson has lost it. I disagree. I think that uh, it, his style has changed for sure. He's not afraid to get sketchy. He's not afraid to, uh, to kind of go minimalist. I don't see that as necessarily a fault as long as the art looks good and the art looks amazing. Um, you know, a lot of that has to do with the, the coloring. I think you know, Laura Martin has done an amazing job here with the coloring. But just looking at these raw pages, like we have here at the end, the, you know, we see the original art and we see it stands up amazingly well. One thing I found really interesting from a production standpoint is that the, these pages are actually lettered before they're inked which I thought was really, really interesting. Now, I kind of understand why you might do that because you obviously want to make sure that your dialogue is going to fit into the panel, that you're not going to cover anything too interesting. It does give you the opportunity to move panels around, to move dialogue around, and, and you know, to, to help the composition and, and to keep it from getting too uh, cluttered. And, of, of course, you know, that hasn't been really an issue with this series at all. One of the, the things that I am impressed by is Simonson's ability to tell a story. That's always been one of his strong points. And, and you don't need dialogue to follow the story. Try this with a Brian Bendis comic. You know, try, try figuring out what's going on without any dialogue. And I guarantee you that you're going to have trouble. And that's one of those things that I think that, that some of these modern artists don't really have the same a grasp on, on good storytelling as, as some of these classic artists like Simonson. And at the same time, having this be so incredibly dynamic. So I, I, I'm just, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm loving this. I'm loving the art. The splash page with the hammer going up, I'd say is one of the, the best pages I've ever seen. And not, not just in this series, but it's one of the most dynamic comics pages I've ever seen, period. This is a, a piece I would love to own. You know, and you know, because you all know, I, I do occasionally dabble in buying comics art. Not that Simonson is actually out there selling any of his art, but uh, I would love to own this page. This is just one of those that is amazing. Now, this is obviously going to be a really expensive one whenever they they you know, put it on the market. Yeah, just just a magnificent book uh, art wise. Story wise, well, again, yeah, we have this sort of decompressed storytelling going on. And there's a lot of pages here that have no dialogue at all. And, it, and I like that in the sense that it lets the art speak for itself. But I don't like it in the fact that it takes 
15 minutes to read this out loud and and then I have to fill in the rest of the episode with uh, with review um, and we're still going to have a short episode despite that yeah it, it is just an amazing uh, series and I'm just loving this Ragnarok and being back here now uh, we're going to cover through issue number 12 in this next run so uh, we have four more to go before we go moving on to something else so just be aware of that. And of course, at some point, we have a, another uh, mythology uh, episode sneaking in here, too. In fact, I believe that that's next week. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, so uh, that is about all I have to say about Ragnarok number eight. Again, another great issue. It's gorgeous to look at. Story's pretty good, pretty exciting. And we got a little character development as well. So that's a good thing, too. All right. And with that, I am back over the Rainbow Bridge back through the uh, Stargate that the dwarves built, back to uh, Midgard, which is hopefully more intact than Asgard. And we'll see you next time on Radio Free Asgard. Radio Free Asgard is copyright Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The characters, stories, and situations presented on this program are copyright their respective copyright holders and are presented for entertainment, review, and educational purposes only. No ownership is implied. We make no money from this podcast, and the contents are believed to be covered under fair use. If you like what you've heard on today's program, we'd appreciate it if you leave us an iTunes review, send us an email with your feedback, tell your friends, if you have any, or annoy your coworkers with our incoherent ramblings and silly voices. Thanks once again for listening to Radio Free Asgard.